0: July sixteenth, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our Tribe beat writer. Paul, uh, another in a squad game tonight at the ballpark. Uh, last night, as Tito's uh, Tito's team, the home team, uh, couldn't get it done with Mike Clevenger on the mound. Uh, some some big home runs from uh, Bradley Zimmer, Yu Chang, and uh, Barney's bunch actually comes out on top. Uh, I believe the final was what seven to two.
1: Yeah, 7-2, to two and uh, yeah, Clevenger really struggled. He, he uh, you know, he, he didn't retire a batter in the second inning. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, about seven guys went to the plate, then they finally stopped it because he had reached his pitch count for the inning, and that's the inning uh, where Chang and Zimmer hit two bombs. I mean, one went longer than the other one to dead center, and, uh, you know, Zimmer hit one into Heritage Park and went both – over two the two rows of trees out there, and then he hit another one in the fourth inning.
0: Another Clevenger. opposite shot, huh?
1: And uh, Clevenger came on, uh, you know, in the Zoom call after the game, and said he was he was spinning off the pitching rubber. He wasn't, you know, bending. He wasn't uh, you know, bending his his left knee that he had surgery on. And uh, Carl Willis uh, pointed that out to him, and he so he wasn't he wasn't driving toward the plate. And, uh, and Willis pointed that out to him, and after he gives up the second home run to Zimmer, then he retires three straight, and he said he finally, you know, kind of got locked in, but that was the fourth inning, that was his last inning, but it was not a, not a great inning, not a great performance for uh,
0: Clevenger. Now let's, uh, let's step away and listen to what Mike Clevenger had to say about his outing, and then we'll come back and, and talk a little bit more about it.
2: So it didn't be a mechanic. like, I mean, I just felt like I was rotational. We started looking at it, and it was like my my body wasn't trusting that my knee was going to lock out and transfer the energy and transfer the weight. I was, like, I was trying my hardest to pitch over 94, and I was like, I couldn't. And then I was like going through it, and I'm like still – that's like subconsciously dating. I mean, this is my, my third time facing hitter since September, and with a new knee. So I think it's just finding that to get back. And I, <laughs> it's actually funny enough, I found it in the fourth inning after the home run to Zim. And I was like, you know what, I don't care if I rip my, my knee on this next pitch. I'm going to throw the shit out of this and plant my foot in the ground every pitch after that was 95. And I was like, what? Where the hell was this? But three, But it's part of those growing pains. So, I mean, post-surgery, just getting back. And, I mean, I, as terrible as that line looks, I'm actually excited to get back out there with what I just found this time and getting back. Like, that felt like me after that <laughs> oppo taco right there. That was like – that was – that being me my slider was breaking the same my velocities were I mean from pitch 70 to 78 my velocities were the best they were the whole day and I haven't thrown any, any pitches over 60 you know more than 60 pitches before so I guess that's the right spot yeah when everything sounds like a gunshot when they swing a bat <laughs> like you you was already smiling when it got 3-0 off me and I was like god damn, what <laughs> but I like knew he was gonna swing too but, uh, yeah, no, I, you definitely you get me see. You see it's way more relaxed at bats. I mean, they're way more way more capable of taking a pitch, getting behind it in a count versus, like, you know, someone scuffling. They don't want to get behind an count at all. They're going to swing at the first thing they see that's in the zone. I think it's a lot of what you could look like, I mean laying off sliders. So he's like, oh, I don't care if you gets going me in a slider. I'm looking for a pitch. And I think that kind of poise would go a long way with any hitter, any any pitcher for that matter, too. No, uh, yeah, my uh, mythology at you dates back to two years ago. And I uh, got sent down because I was on the same day as Kluber throwing. This was a start. So I didn't go start for the high A on the backfield spring training. And I didn't really know you. I was just didn't take BP. and like, always talking about how impressive this pop was, how easy it was. It just came off as bat different than you know, other people. I was sitting there first inning. I'd go out there, uh, get out the inning, then use up to I think second that inning. The kid for the other team, I forgot what it was, was throwing 94-95. And you hits one on that back right field, which, like, against the wind, just, like, facing the mountains over the batter's eye on a rise and everyone just acted like it was normal. And I was like, what in the hell? Are you kidding me? They're like, no, he does this all the time. <laughs> like, why is this not a more talked about thing? And I was like, but uh, yeah, he went one like, it looked literally like a know, happy Gilmore golf drive that went over a batter's eye a pitcher throwing 95.
0: <laughs> all right. There's Mike Clevenger uh, with his assessment of his performance uh, in the inter squad game Wednesday night. Uh, I guess, you know, a second start of these this summer training camp, uh, he should get one more outing before the uh, the regular season gets underway. Uh, concern right now, or, or is it just something that, I mean, this is Mike Clevenger he's he's known for, and we've seen in the past, he, he can make adjustments on the fly pretty well.
1: Yeah, you know, they wanted him to get, it, to, get to 80 pitches, and he did. Um,
0: but, he almost uh, did in the second inning.
1: <laughs> yeah, almost in the second inning, and uh, it was just a tough way to do it. And I think uh, I think we forget Joe that really he, these are his first two starts since last season. He didn't he, he didn't yet have any starts in spring training one because he hurt his knee like the second day of camp, and he had to get the surgery on his left knee. So I think you know that that's playing into this as well. You know you can throw all the bullpens you want, and you can play catch and sim games. But until you get out there and you're facing guys, you know, major league hitters, it's going to be a little different. And I think this is going to take him a while. I don't think this is going to be, you know, one more start. and He's ready to go seven, eight innings in a big league game. So maybe uh, this is where they come, come in and maybe piggyback for him, you know, until he gets his feet under him or he gets his, his mechanics down and he trust, starts trusting that knee more.
0: Uh, on the other side of the the, the field, you had Scott Moss uh, get another outing under his belt. This is a guy who, you know, probably isn't necessarily in the mix for a starting rotation spot, but has been able to go out there the last couple of outings and you know put together four strong innings and uh, you know look pretty good against the 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 top guys in in Cleveland's batting order: Francisco Lindor, uh, Jose Ramirez, Cesar Hernandez. Uh, Carlos Santana uh, couldn't really get things going against Scott Moss in this uh, in, in Wednesday night's game.
1: Yeah, very impressive again. Uh, big guy, six six lefty uh, doesn't throw. You know, you know, upper nineties, but uh, you know, Francona was saying he throws ninety ninety two and kind of deceptive, and it, it looks like it's you know ninety three ninety four, and he gets on hitters quick. Um, yeah, and uh, you know. <laughs> he is another guy that's kind of, you know, in that backlog of starters that, uh, you know, really could help them. Logan Allen, him, you know, two lefties, you know, something we really haven't seen on a consistent basis in the Indians rotation. So that's something that, that could help them down the road.
0: Right. And as, you know, as you point out, the Indians haven't really had a left-handed starter uh regularly in the rotation for several years, I think. Ryan Merritt was the only one was the most recent one before Logan Allen got a start last year.
1: Yeah, and he really wasn't taking a regular turn. He was, you know, Ryan uh, um, came up toward the end of the year. He was one of those, you know, the the option guy, you Mm -hmm. uh, back back and forth, back and forth. And but he, yeah, I mean the lefty, yeah, he's uh, really, yeah, kind of the last uh, lefty they had that was kind of a semi regular at least.
0: All right. Well, here's what Terry Francona had to say. Uh, after the game about a, a variety of topics, including Mike Clevenger. But uh, these are Tito's thoughts on what went down Wednesday night with the inter-squad game.
3: It sure is nice to see what he can do. You know, it's a ball out the other way. It's a ball out the straight center. Um, he played left field tonight, which he hasn't played a lot of. Um, it's exciting. I mean, you look at him, and they look at Daniel Johnson, some of these younger outfielders, it, it can get a little exciting. And that's, You know, that's okay. When we go over to Pittsburgh, Tristan McKenzie's coming over here to throw a couple innings. Uh, Sandlin's coming over to throw a couple innings. That'll be good for those guys. I think that's the point you're trying to make. You know, regardless of what we're, we're challenged with, our objective is to get the most out of it. So this is probably the most challenging situation we've ever been put in But to see how we handle it will be, you know, again, not just for our major league wins because that's obviously going to be a huge impact, but for the younger kids not losing a year of development. I I do think Carlos the last few years has decided to to use more of the field. So he's going to get more hits. He's going to hit for a higher average. It's kind of amazed me since I've been here and watched him every day. He's got such a violent swing, yet he commands the strike zone so well. You know, it's really an aberration when he leaves the strike zone to go after a pitch, and he's just so strong. Um, And when he uses the whole field, that's when you see his batting average start start to show it.
0: All right, really the, uh, the big story of the night then was, was Bradley Zimmer and, and, you know, his two home runs. He also had an RBI single in the game, uh, perfect night at the plate, and, and Bradley Zimmer is, is a guy who, you know, uh, a lot of us were, were sort of sleeping on maybe uh, back in, in spring training, uh, didn't really see too much, but then uh, he shows up here in summer camp and all of a sudden he, he can't miss.
1: Yeah. And he, uh, he's a man on a mission right now, Joe. This is a guy that hasn't played much for the last two years, had the shoulder surgery then you know, a bunch of other like kind of oblique injuries that really kept him out of uh, last season. And, uh, but, uh, you know, he, he was saying last night he's back. He's, he's just like he was before. He's finally healthy. The, uh, the three-month uh, shutdown helped him really, you know, get in good shape and and uh, come all the way back. And he thinks he said, you know, I know people have kind of, you know, looked at me as like a second option, but you know, I feel like I'm I'm ready to play, and uh, he's ready. To, he's ready to perform. Like you know, he kind of did. When did he come break in, Joe? About 2017? 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, he had. He just looked like you know. I mean, he, he looked like Superman in center field. He's beating out bunts. He was running. You know, he ran the bases great, had the great arm. We haven't seen that kind of defense from him yet, but certainly offensively he goes, you know, uh, hits, you know, a bomb to a center field in the second inning, then goes the opposite field with the with his second home run and, uh, you know, gets the RBI single in his last at-bat. So he's three for three, and he's basically hit, you know, all the all spring training too, so – it's going to be interesting to see what they do, Joe. I mean, this is a guy I'm sure they were kind of, you know, had him on a back burner kind of, you know, he'd go to uh, Lake County. He'd, he'd, you know, spend the, the rest of the season there. But now he's kind of pressing for playing time, I would think.
0: Yeah. If uh, if the the roster had to be set tomorrow, is, is Bradley Zimmer on it?
1: Yeah. You know, and this is the classic case, you know, what Francona's has always talked about. You can't you can't make a decision on, on six games. You know, you can't, you can't, you know, have a guy make the team on six games or 20 at bats. Uh, You know, some guys always get hot, you know, in spring training. And is, is that what this is from Bradley Zimmer or is he all the way back? And if you send him to Lake County, are you going to find out if he's all the way back by playing inter-squad games? So uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a good problem to have, but, if you're Bradley Zimmer, it's a tough. It could be a tough call.
0: Well, here's Bradley Zimmer and his thoughts after Wednesday night's game, uh, and and whether or not he thinks he can, uh, you know, make the the opening day roster at the very least.
4: Yeah, man. I, I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm feeling. I'm feeling really good. I, you know, this is this is honestly what I expected. I think, um, you know, probably coming into this, a lot of people honestly. Um, haven't really looked at me as an option and I've probably been overlooked, but, you know, my mind through the quarantine and, and all that, you know, give me more time to get ready and, and get ready to come out here and prove that I'm, I'm here for, for a reason. And, uh, and, you know, at this point I'm just playing, you know, I'm healthy. Um, and, you know, my body, everything feels good. And I'm just, I'm just happy to be playing baseball again. Just, just the fact that I'm first of all, that I'm healthy and I can just go out there and, and play free like I always have and, um, you know, not be looking over my shoulder and, and you know, worrying about something nagging. Um, and I can just play, man. I can just have fun and, and show these guys, you know, why I was here in the first place and why I'm, why I'm here right now. Oh, it's it's everything. I, you know, I wish injuries – miss time upon nobody because it's it's really tough and it it, um it hurts it really does but um i think it makes you a better player a better person you know i went through a lot um last year or two and um paddled through through you know tough times and and i think it made me you know much better and much stronger now um that i'm ready you know i'm ready to attack and i'm ready to play ball
0: All right. Well, that's, uh, that's Bradley Zimmer's thoughts. Uh, I guess the only other, uh, you know, guy that we, you know, we definitely have to mention is uh, George Herman Yu Chang. Uh, (laughs) Because this kid continues to hit monster shots. Uh, Like you said, into into the trees in front of Heritage Park with the, the home run today. Oh, he's up to like three or four home runs in these uh these. Four exercises. home
1: runs. Four,
3: four home runs.
0: Four home runs in inter-squad games. So he's brutalizing the Indians pitchers who are supposed to be some of the, the best in the American League.
1: Yeah, you know, Clevenger said after the game, "It's you, Chang, Babe Ruth." You know, he, <laughs> and, and then you know he hits he hits the home run, and uh, then he you know he he hits a double. Uh, in in the six, uh, fifth, sixth inning, and scores on Zimmer's single, but he he hits the home run on a three zero pitch. And Clevenger saying this guy is so locked in that he was smiling when he when it was three zero because he knew he was going to swing and he he knew he was going to get get something to hit, and uh, he crushed that ball.
0: And you know what? Uh, here's here's something that Terry Francona always likes to say. He 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 likes to talk about you know when a guy has a, a good attitude and he's a a good teammate and all that Yu Chang is a, an easy kid to root for. I think he sat in a, in a zoom call with, with the reporters uh, earlier in the week and, and basically said, you know, I, I went back to, to Taiwan during the, the coronavirus shutdown and I did a lot of mental training. He didn't talk anything about, you know, physical training or, or we're going to swing or anything like that. He said he, he put himself through mental exercises and he read the Bible And, And, and maybe, and maybe the wind has been blowing out and that's why the home runs have been going so far for him. But whether it's reading the Bible or, you know, between his ears or, or, or the good Lord blowing the wind, you know, blowing the ball out to left field, this kid is, is really putting on a show. Can he convince Terry Francona to find a spot on the roster for him?
1: I don't know. You know, he he made some play. You know, I've I've always been kind of critical of his defense, but he made some nice plays tonight. Went way out in uh, you know center field or left center to uh, catch a pop up. You know, and I think if if you're going to play that position, if you're going to be the utility guy, you got to catch the ground. You got to catch the ground ball. And if I think, you know, this is just my opinion. I think that's his down. It's it's that's where his game is a little short. But uh, I think I think we're seeing the classic case, Joe, of, of a guy that's been up and down a couple of times. He made his big league debut last year. Uh, he's been close a couple of times. I think he's just starting to feel like he belongs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this camp is can't do anything but help him.
0: Well, uh, a dangerous combination. Uh, a kid who's, you know, talented and strong and, and now feels like he, he should be here uh, up in the big leagues. Uh, that's the, That's the formula for for a, a rookie to get hot. So who knows? Uh, yeah,
1: maybe he's been reading the Old Testament, you know, Samson with the uh, oh, jawbone of the ass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> great. Uh, that's that's not what he's swinging when he goes up there. I'm pretty sure it's a Marucci. Probably Maple. Uh, great, Hinesy. Uh All right. Well, we've got uh, one more of these inter-squad games definitely on the schedule for Thursday night. Uh, you know who knows what they're going to do on Friday. That might be a sim game, but then the exhibition schedule opens up on Saturday night when the Indians bust down to Pittsburgh and take on the Pirates. Uh, do we know who's going to pitch in that game, or, or have we we heard about that? I I don't I, think I
1: don't, we know who's pitching yet, Joe. I, 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 uh, whose turn would it be? Let's say. Uh,
0: well, Carrasco would be Thursday night in in the inner squad. Yeah. Would Beaver be? Uh,
1: Crasco. who's after Carrasco? Uh, it's Placac, right?
0: Oh, yeah. So probably Placac there in in yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah, so, yeah or could, yeah,
1: because Plutko is staying back to pitch. Plutko staying
0: back, the, and that those two faced each other earlier in the week. Right, that's exactly right. Savali might might pitch Friday night then, if, yeah, if there's a sim yeah. game then.
1: Or maybe but, yeah, or maybe they they pitch if there's no sim sim game then maybe they pitch Savali. The Saturday
0: night, right okay well let's uh let's look forward to uh you know things getting heated and, and starting to go uh, one week and one day away from opening day uh we'll uh we'll definitely have that um there was there was one one other area that we needed to cover and that was the uh the code of conduct that uh Terry Francona mentioned uh he he said that uh Jay Hennessy had helped the the staff and the players sort of work on some of these thoughts and, and get through these ideas in a, in a big meeting. And that that was going to be coming out. They've got a little bit of time before the season starts and uh, Hennessy was going to help them put that together. Uh, this Jay Hennessy guy is a, an interesting character, a, a Navy guy who, who came and he's, he's big on this uh, sort of leadership and development, helping the, the managers and the coaches sort of have formulate their strategies for these kinds of things.
1: Yeah, he's a former Navy SEAL, uh, you know, and uh was I think he was in in charge of uh the uh Navy uh, like uh something I I'm not sure exactly, but he was, you know, he's been he was in the Navy 25 years, Navy SEAL, and um uh, he's uh, I guess he's 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 in his, I think they hired him in 2018 mm-hmm. and he's influenced a lot of the uh, you know the 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 department heads in the uh, in the uh, in the Indians organization, um, and uh, it's interesting. I, I guess if you have that philosophy, the mental toughness kind of thing. I I don't know. I don't know how that works.
0: Well, it, it'll be interesting to talk to him later on this week and and just get his thoughts on you know how his philosophies and his techniques have filtered down through the player development uh, side of things for the Indians. And, and really, it's in line, his hiring is in line with when the Indians player development staff really sort of took off and started developing these players back in 2018. Uh, these, these kids came quick from, from draft day all the way up. So, yeah, just very interesting to talk to Jay Hennessey and, and see what he has to say. Yeah, uh, he
1: was uh, in charge of the Navy Training Center of Excellence in San Diego. Uh, before he retired. And I don't know if that's where the SEALs train or not. I, I don't know. That's connected with that.
0: Could be. Yeah. I'm uh, very interested to find out. Uh, also, uh, just a bit of housekeeping Anthony Ghost, after uh, a, a tough inning on, uh, I, I believe it was Tuesday night in the inter squad game, uh, the management and Terry Francona sat down with Ghost and said, Hey, uh, you need reps, you need innings. We're going to send you over to, to East Lake." And that's where he's going to go. So he's been reassigned from the major league camp to the East Lake camp.
1: Yeah, we talked about him in the last podcast, Joe. And they basically said the same thing. Great arm, converted outfielder. He's throwing 99 miles an hour. Um, but he's got to get control. You know, he's got to throw more strikes. He's got to throw his breaking ball more. And he really got kind of, you know, jobbed out of this season with the cancellation of the uh, – minor league system as so many other you know kind of borderline guys did too so uh you know this is a guy hopefully he gets his reps in uh he, he gets some time you know at the time at lake county will help him maybe he can play winter ball if winter ball comes back and uh, then uh we'll see what happens in spring training next year
0: all right we'll see how uh, things shake out the rest of this week for the indians as we head towards exhibition play Quincy, good to talk to you, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Thanks, Joe.